Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Sarikolia coming to you once again with another episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. Uh, today's episode, um, I would like to talk about um, uh, something that I, I've been thinking uh, for, for I, I would say, for the past couple of weeks. Um, I've been playing a lot of, uh, recently, a lot of fighting games, um, kind of get into the group of things. I used to play a lot of fighting games, um, you know, years ago. Uh, I grew up in the arcades. Um, so, um, I've been playing it, uh, you know, if you have seen some of my videos, I've been doing a lot of streaming, um, uh, of first person shooters and streaming. is just a part of what I do. I just do it for fun. But, um, you know, I do play a lot of uh, first person shooters and I'm a big gamer. So I play a lot of games and I've been playing first person shooters for, 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 for a few years now. It's been, it's been a while since I started playing, uh, first person shooters and I've been doing that for I would I would say for very heavily for the past five seven years um, which is, is is cool um, uh, I do like first person shooters um, I think one of the, the the reasons I got into a lot of first person shooters uh, was when actually I don't know if it was five years six years ago I don't remember uh, I started playing when um, the Street Fighter 4 came out the arcade edition I remember that I pre-ordered that game at my GameStop um, so I went to pick it up and there was a game for the PS3 called Mag. And the guy that was a, a friend, the game stuff that I used to go, he was a friend, you know, we, we, he was a, g- a good friend. Uh, the manager there, he, he recommended me the Mag. He says, Oh, you need to play this game. This is a pretty cool game. Uh, it was a massive shooter, uh, for the PS3 where you can play up to a hundred and I don't know, 128, uh, you know, you know, players on the same screen at the same time, which was insane. And still until this day, it's insane to think about that amount of players. I don't think no other, uh, not even uh, Battlefield can match to that number. So he, he recommended it and I said, okay, let's just do it. He just told me, you need to do it. You need to get it. You need to get it. And I'll just got it. And I took it home. I can tell you one thing. I got so hooked to it that I put aside uh, Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition. You know, I played the original Street Fighter 4, so I played to death. So I just put it aside. Um, and then I started playing the arcade edition. Um, I'm sorry, the mag. And the rest was history. I got really hooked to first person shooters, online first person shooters through mag. And of course, after that, I got into Battlefield 3, uh, nonstop. I was just playing nonstop. I put so many hours into mag. I was so sad when they closed mag. And I don't know if you ever heard about that game. It was only a, a PS3 exclusive, but it was just massive. And it was uh, well-designed, in my opinion. It was a tough game. You couldn't just simply win. You couldn't run around, you know, like, like a chicken without a head. Um, just running around like an idiot, just like you do sometimes with COD. Uh, it was, you have, to, you have to put the effort. You have to know exactly what you were doing. You have to work as a team. So that was, to me, the, really what it brought me into playing Battlefield. Um, I did... Play a little bit of Battlefield 2, the, you know, Bad Company 2, but it was not as, uh, as intense as I did with Mac. And of course, Mac brought me to Battlefield 3, and I played Battlefield 3 nonstop. And after Battlefield 3, of course, Battlefield 4, I did play some COD, but Battlefield was the thing. And uh, pretty much I've been playing first person shooters since then, all kind of first person shooters. Uh, and it's been years, you know, since I've been, and I have a, you know, for some reason, an infatuation with her person shooters. They're very addictive. So I play with them. But, you know, I do play you know, fighting games from time to time because that's my, my, that's my thing. You know, that's what I grew up. And I think that's the intention of this video. I'm talking about, uh, I've been talking about, uh, fighting games. You've seen my streaming with fighting games. Uh, I, I do miss the arcades. And, um, 
and I want to talk about that. I want to talk about my experience growing up in the arcades. Uh, I grew up in Mexico. And uh, for those who do not know, because sometimes this is idea, when people think about Mexico, they think about a backward country, you know, a place where you live in the mountains or you live in the countryside and you are walking around with a big honcho and a big you know, sombrero and you're walking with a donkey and all that stuff. You know, that's just the idea sometimes we have in America of Mexico. But as a child in Mexico was a very heavily, it is like, for those that don't have an idea, Mexico has a very strong uh, video game culture, very strong video game culture. And that not only in Mexico, that goes for all Latin America and uh, anime culture. And um, even before it hits the United States. And not only that, video games, arcades in the specific have a very strong culture in Mexico. I would say even bigger culture than in the U.S. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm telling you, I've seen both sides of the border, so I know both sides of the border. So it is a stronger culture. Growing up in my town, in my hometown as a kid, there were more arcades in that town that I have ever seen together in any other part of the world. And I tra have traveled. So um, there were, just in my hometown, there were probably around the same block, there were probably about five arcades and uh, back in the 90s, uh, before the, the huge hit uh, of arcades, even in the U.S. Um, many of the arcades, there was uh, many of the game, many of the video game arcades that happened in Asia, because Asia, of course, has the biggest culture in the world with arcades. Many of those games came to Mexico, to Latin America, even before they hit the market in the U.S. And even if they hit the market in the U.S., there was a lot of, um, um, a lot of these games were transport, transport, uh, you know, sent to Mexico and, uh, SNK, for example, uh, SNK, Neo Geo was extremely big, even before it was in the U.S. So, it wasn't rare to find arcade uh, places and arcade cabinets all over the place. So growing up, I used to go when I was like 11 or 10. There were a lot of arcades. But the arcades, I remember my experience with them is it was a subculture. It was a place where you find the undesirables. You find the people that you don't want to, you know, you really don't want to deal with on the streets. Uh, and that was the appeal as a teenager. Uh, you know, find a place where I feel, I feel, I found, I felt that people were cool. But my parents didn't want me to go there. My mother didn't want me to go there. Uh, so we went to church. We went to church. You know, we have to cross to pass through the arcades. And she didn't want me to kind of look inside. But like any other kid, I'm picking inside because the, the place looks cool. So when I get the chance, every time my mother will, you know, send me out, I have to go to a friend's house or have to go and buy some whatever. Mother will send me to buy bread or, or tortillas, which is something very common in Mexico. I will always stop by at the arcades. I will have to make the effort to put some money aside and shortchange my mother and <laughs> go to the arcades. And even as later on in, in life, I, I will do some side jobs. And as soon as I got paid for doing whatever I have to do on the weekends, like going to see my grandma and painting her walls or whatever, whatever she wanted me to do, I should give me some cash. I will go and blow it in the arcades. And I did that day in and day out. I will go to school. And after school on the way back home, I will stop at the arcades and, you know, spend my money there, you know, my lunch money and all that. And I loved it. It was just a great time. And I was talking to a friend just recently about how what it meant to me, um, what it really meant to me going through that experience, growing up through the arcade experience. Um, 
it wasn't easy. You know, uh, you know, you have to, when I got there, you know, I was very young and you're, you're playing with people who are older. And we, uh, let me give you an image of the arcades. It was not like Chuck E. Cheese. It was not a place where you go and play some games and everybody's nice. And you see a Mickey Mouse there figure just dancing around, acting up all nice. No, it was a tough place. You found all kind of people there. Some people that you would think that they would have some problems with the, you know, in some cases with the police, you know, you have, you, you have your drug dealers, you have the people that, you know, that have no job but i don't know how they you, you realize that there was a way it was a fishy way for them to to you know to keep their money and be able to play out you know to to be able to spend a lot of money you knew that something was up and not only that i saw you know you know drug deals going on in the arcades i saw you know people being busted in the arcades by the police i saw all kind of stuff in the arcades you know you have all kind of people but the great part of it it was that there was a a, a very uh, different group, you know. I saw people that were totally different than my point of view, you know. I saw people, the guys that, you know, the the, the guys that love to, the, you know, the, the punk rockers. You saw the people that they dress up like they love the hip-hop part when it was came out back in the in the 90s. You saw the guys that, you know, that, you know, there were all kind of people, even with all kind of sexual orientations. It was, it was a totally dif- different world for someone like me that grew up in a Christian home. Uh, but it was interesting and it was uh, a place where you can see the world in an open view, you know, and you can learn more about it. And I made a lot of friends. It, it was an interesting time, you know, and, and the thing with the art case is when you go on only the experience of the people you're dealing with, people were smoking there. There was no like now the laws that you're not supposed to smoke indoors. People were smoking. Some of those arcades were really uh, iffy, you know, like you see the people there. You don't know clearly what the heck is going on there, but there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. And some people were smoking some weird stuff there, too. So they were, you know, this is Mexico. This is not the U.S. where they're trying to make it everything as friendlier as possible. This is Mexico. It was a tough place. Uh, but, um, but it was, it was fun, you know, and I played so many different games and so many bootleg video games. You know, I played so many different versions of Street Fighter that, it, you know, versions that have never made it to the U.S., you know, all kind of weird versions in the arcades. And, uh, it was fun. And, uh, the great part about the arcades is that they taught me a lesson. I learned so many lessons of hard work because I have to work to make my money. To kind of blow it into the what I wanted with which video games with the arcades, but also patience and be, you know, you know to really think through things before I would, you know, you know challenge someone to know that if I'm challenging, you know, I could lose my money, but um, to put everything into the table, you know, all my effort and learn the techniques and also pay attention to what other we're doing because there was no walkthroughs like I was saying in my previous. Uh, episode of this uh, yesterday uh, here in the podcast, I mentioned that there was no walkthroughs, there were no videos, there was no guides. You know, Nintendo Power was already out there, the magazine, and you can get it. But Nintendo Power will not tell you about a lot of these games, and uh, there were not many um, game magazines during that time, so there was no way for you to really know how to get someone, how to learn combos, or how to use certain things and certain features of some characters, you have to practice and you have to learn. You have to find it on your own. You know, it was a, a high opening because sometimes you're watching someone play a game, for example, Street Fighter. I'm going to use that example. The first time I saw someone using Dalsim, I always saw Dalsim as one of the most 
uh, boring, uh, stupidest character in the game. But I saw this guy managing Dalsum in a way that no, I never seen anybody playing Dalsum. So that really said, you know what? If he is a good character, he can keep people away and he can manage it. Then I could, I can too. So I started practicing with Dalsum. I started playing with Dalsum. And so that's when you play in the arcade. It's not like you take an arcade for yourself and you play by yourself. No, because at any time, anyone can just bring their quarters and they challenge you. So in between, you're learning with just playing with the CPU, playing against, the, in this case, the, the, the game, the arcade. You also have to play with real life people. So you have to learn on the go. So it was interesting. And sometimes I love to go early in the mornings on the weekends because there was less people. So that means that I could practice more. So in the evenings when it was really packed, then you can put your skills to the test. And uh, I would like to go. I used to go. You know, I'm telling you, I used to go several times, sometimes throughout the day. And there were a couple arcades that I used to favor over the others. And uh, I did all kind of things, you know, even at the, well, I remember one of those arcades, one of the girls that you actually was the one in the counter. She will sometimes ask me to do a couple of things for her, like, you know, good favors, like go and pick up lunch for her. And she will give me like quarters, you know, like she will give me a lot of quarters just if I, I if I will just do that for her. And I will just go do that. It's a little tight job but it will give me enough quarters to play out she will give me enough credits just to play and practice and i did that a lot you know and i do remember fondly those years uh you know those were tough years for me as a teenager uh there was a lot of confusion in my life a lot of challenges uh you know difficulties at school you know there was a lot of you know actually i got kicked out a couple of schools because i was a trouble kid you know not a trouble kid but i was you know challenged i was it was going through challenges like every other kid with authority and all that kind of stuff but the arcades became like a haven in many ways a place where i can just put my skills to the test and not only that but i can just forget about the issues at school the issues with my my professors the issues with the other kids and just to you know let go and 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 gaming has always been there as a as a lifesaver in that sense and it was good to do that and i, I did it for many years and i love that atmosphere it really ch- it was challenging it was um, biased it was not a place where that that you just come and you you know you just play and they're gonna treat you nicely uh they're just gonna tear you apart if you don't get to you know to you know you don't practice you know you know you you don't put your effort so you know the win it's a place for winners and losers and uh you know if you want to be a winner you want to move up then you you need to work hard you need to pay attention you need to listen you need to watch other people do it and learn and you know time it right and all of those things uh, it really helped us it helped me growing up to to understand the way the world functions that it's a world the world is the same as the arcades it's just a bigger arcade where you're playing a game in the game of life and you know you have to put your effort or you're going to lose you know and you have to pay attention you have to listen you have to watch and you have to do imitate what other people do but the best way possible and come up with your own technique come up with own your own style and things and uh, and that's the part i have learned and i think one of the biggest things with i have with gaming today which i love gaming i love the fact that i can just sit down on the couch and play Mortal Kombat through you know on my ho- in my home or you know street fighter all these fighting games and classic fighting games and play them and you know, and really don't feel that there's no sacrifice because if I die, I just continue again. Just press restart and go back again and reboot again. I didn't have the chance. You don't have that chance in the arcades. And if you run out of money, you run out of luck. So, uh, 
you know, it's easier now, of course, in the comfort of my home. Nobody's bothering me. I don't have to be standing up, you know, or try to fight for the, the little bar stool. That sometimes there are a few bar stools there. You know, whoever stays there, the longer can stay with the bar stool. And you're standing up. And sometimes, you know, some of those arcades got really cold or they got really warm. And, you know, it depends on the weather. You know, when there were a lot of kids around you, it got really warm and uh, cozy, I would say, but also a little bothersome because everybody's watching over your back. And you have to learn to not pay attention of people talking to you or people talking around you. You have to pay attention on the game. And all those things were great, I would say, for me during that time. Uh, it was a great time, you know, and uh, I learned a lot, you know, and I learned a lot about life there. And I feel that nowadays with, you know, like I was going back to what I was saying with games that make it easier on you. And our kids don't know the sense of responsibility because everything is easier, you know, and that's something that I do remember. You know, you have to learn to lose. Like I, I was playing the other night, COD, I was Call of Duty, and, uh, you know, you're going in now into kind of first person shooters talking about them. Um, I was playing and, you know, and I was so bothered because I was listening to these kids after we lose the match, you know, we lost the matches and they were like yelling and screaming like, like little, I don't know, like animals in pain because they lost a match. Like they were so frustrated. And I'm thinking this kid is perhaps like nine, 10 years old and he's just screaming like a little piglet, you know, just because he's frustrated about losing a game. And I found that like this kid would have never made it in the arcades because, you know, you need to man up. You take your L and men up, you know, and you have to, if you lose, you lose, you know, and you move up and you just move your side, put another quarter in the line and wait until your turn comes and watch everybody else play and uh, just learn, you know, watch and learn. And I feel that nowadays kids don't have it that they have it so easy that they get so frustrated and the, the society and our culture try to kind of easy on them. They don't make them feel good about their feelings, which I understand where everybody has feelings, but make them feel that, you know, like saying it's not your fault, it's their fault. So it's somebody else's fault that they mess up, you know, and to me, it's like, that's not true. You mess up. You had the opportunity. You fail. You were, um, you know, you didn't pay attention. You were not good enough. And uh just. Just keep, you know, just get over it and, you know, learn from the mistake and move up and you'll get better over time. And I feel that that's the important aspect of what I learned in the arcades. That's what I remember the most. Yeah, I remember the kids. I remember some of my best friends during that time. I remember the crazy things I did, the crazy fights I got into, you know, also physical fights there because, you know, sometimes people don't like to lose and sometimes people say some mean things about your mother, things like that. But there was some of the greatest times and I learned a lot of lessons of life. And I do remember that. I feel like I, I've been going, you know, in America, there's arcades still, you know, sometimes there's, there's a few, very few are now that still stand. Uh, but technically, they don't have the same vibe that they used to do. In, in Mexico, they still have that, you know, I think the stronger vibe in Latin America. But you have to keep in mind that a lot of, you know, Mexico, a lot of people, a lot of kids could not afford to have, our, you know, video games at home. And my parents were not fans of video games at home. So, you know, you have to, uh, sometimes the arcades became the only outlet for people to play video games. Uh, and, and, you know, for them to, you know, put the money in it is the only place to go. And, you know, it's you know easier than just buying a clump console during that time. So it was a bigger culture. I played with a lot of these games throughout the time, you know, and I, I loved them. It was just the atmosphere, just the environment, be able to challenge others, you know, and to be on top. And even when you lose, you try it again, and you know, until you get better at it. And I think that's the biggest lesson that I have there. And I think the one that our kids, our kids, this generation need more than ever. Learn to lose, 
so you can, they can become winners in the end. You know, you have to learn to lose so you can you learn from those mistakes you make and that will make you better next time around. So this is what I want to share today. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to like, comment and subscribe if you're watching this through YouTube. Hit the notification button so you're reminded of every single video every day. Uh, you know, my podcast is Monday through Friday. So uh, please um, you know, subscribe to the podcast. You can find the, the links below. You can download this through iTunes. You can download it through, uh, uh, you know, in this case, through uh, Android. You have all the different uh, different other apps that you can download. And uh, please uh, consider just supporting this channel. Uh, everything you help financially Whatever you are able to support, there's no small amount. We'll build this channel more and more in my podcast. So God bless you. Have a great day. And I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.